This is Roman Cerrone, head of partnerships at Zed Run. I'm here with Ethan, Jeff, and Josh at Edge of NFT, one of my favorite resources for the latest info on NFTs. Stay tuned. We chat about some fun things around Zed Run and some other NFTs that I think are really cool. Enjoy the episode. Hey there, fine listener and NFT curious friend. Ready to reach the edge of NFTs today? Great. Keep listening and find out who Purple Elf is and how she is taking the virtual horse racing world by storm. Also, find out how you can make virtual horse racing a game of skill and not just chance. And discover how a 12-year-old is crushing it in NFTs. All this and more on this episode of Edge of NFT. Keep listening. Also, go to edgeofnft.com to sign up for our newsletter for the latest giveaways and breaking news. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Roman Tarone, head of partnerships at Z.Run, a digital horse racing game that enables users to buy, sell, and breed virtual NFT horses and race them in a video game style setting against other horses. Roman started his career in entertainment, cutting his teeth at some of the world's biggest talent agencies, such as WME and CAA. He then pivoted into tech, starting his own app development company, The Rumble Company. He now works alongside some of the brightest minds in the NFT world, pushing forward what the future of sports look like and redefining fandom. Roman, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. I absolutely love Love the sound of that bio. I haven't got an intro that pumped me up that much. God knows how long. So I well, appreciate it. Yeah. Ethan's been practicing a lot. We've done like, I don't know, a little over 25 shows now. And we try to stump him. Your name is actually relatively easy to pronounce. We were going to have intro music too, but we, we didn't get to you in time. Uh, to have a Rocky, <laughs> what would be, what would your intro music be? <laughs> not, yeah, Rocky or yeah, that, that sounds about right. Well, it's really great. Italian. 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 There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's great to hang out with you, man, and cool to learn that you uh, have some history in New England like myself. I do miss those lobster rolls from Gloucester. And, you know, really appreciative of Esther, who's one of our friends at Deep by Summit, for uh, connecting us to chat with you today. Yeah, you have LinkedIn. It's just a sweatshirt, by the way. I don't really have any real connection. Somebody may have just left it at my house to come clean to you. New England is not my favorite spot as a New York Giants fan. I have to make that clear from the podcast. But uh, but yeah, Esther reached out on the power of LinkedIn, man. It's, it's awesome. Indeed, man. Well, look, we spent last night racing our soon-to-be prize-winning horse, Purple Elf. We had a blast doing it, man. So much fun. Several races, and we just love the experience. Really cool. So we really want to know, out of the gate, where the heck did the idea for Zed Run come from? You can give us a little background on it. Yeah, absolutely. So it started with the founders, Chris LeBron, Rob Sala, out of Australia, where horse racing is really a way of life in the land down under, which I um, I actually wasn't familiar with before joining the team. They kind of combined their passion for an understanding of human behavior when it came to betting and, and the thrill of watching live horse racing, one of the oldest sports in the world, 
which is kind of interesting when you look at the technology that it's being kind of merged with. And they saw the blockchain emerging blockchain technology in 2018, which is really like centuries earlier than a lot of us did. And I've been working on, on this, you know, blockchain horse racing platform uh, that is now obviously Zed Run today. They also have two other co-founders, it's a group of four, Chris Ebling, who's the creative director, who really is kind of the artiste behind the world the horses operate called Novus Earth. And then Jeff Wellman is the CTO and obviously, you know, working with blockchain technology and algorithms and all these different types of challenges and yeah, a CTO needs to be top notch. So they certainly have a dream team and they put together something really cool. That's really awesome, man. And I'm just so impressed with the gameplay and, and the level of sophistication and realism. It's easy to understand why this has become one of the most addictive games of the year. COVID on top of that. And people had a lot of times on their hands and, and, and found you guys and it really ticked off. I'd love to know a little bit more about the model of the game and the gameplay and how it's similar and different than traditional horse racing. Yeah. Absolutely. So for those who are kind of new to the space, Zed Run is an NFT horse racing platform where each horse has a unique genetic sequence. It's the home of the first breathing NFT. So Virtually Human Studios, the company behind Zed Run has kind of pioneered this technology of a breathing NFT. And what is a breathing NFT? So it's similar to an NFT in the sense that it's a non-duplicative asset, but it has its own genes. It has its own genotype. And it can rear a yield-bearing asset that is unique, like an offspring, kind of tantamount to real life, it running in parallel to, to how real horses act and kind of any other kind of yield-bearing life form does. So we've put together a game where horses are, uh, race against one another and there are different classes of horses. There's four different bloodlines. There's uh, Buterin, Finney, there are Zabo and Nakamoto. Nakamoto being kind of the most sought after and having the most desirable traits for a racehorse. And we've really democratized what it means to be a horse owner. You know, a lot of people are in a place of privilege when they own a horse or even kind of know somebody who owns a horse. Um, I know I have it. I didn't know anybody. But kind of experiencing that thrill on the track and building, being the Mark Cuban of your own stable, right? Figuring out, okay, what is my horse good at? Where can I breed it with? And, and kind of making, turning your assets into yield-bearing kind of horses, it, it, it's a pretty exciting thing, man. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely something that hasn't been done before. And, it, and it's so exciting to be part of. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like so much sophisticated technology behind it to enable that to occur and hasn't performed that well yet. Is there hope for the future? Do horses run differently in different types of races? Do they get better in time? Yeah, no. So, you know, have no fear. You know, the way this game is kind of, it's a game of skill. So it's really about you understanding where Purple Elf is most effective, where you can deploy her. What is it, a Fulter or a Philly? It's a her, and I wanted a Philly so that we could breed her, right? Because, right. And I mean, she's beautiful, and I assume that she's going to have some beautiful babies, and Edge of NFT should really have a whole stable of horses and all that good stuff. Well, I got to ask, though, too, you, you noted there are many different, like, roles, right, that people can play. I think you alluded to it. You could be a stable owner, a breeder, right? A horse owner. Um, there's right. all different opportunities as well. Yeah. It's really how you want to strategically play the game. I mean, you have people who really master breeding and they understand how they're cults because basically for those who don't know, if you have a male horse, you can put it up in a stud form. And then in the stud form, people can pay to mate your horse. If you have a filly, you, which is a female horse, you can go and pick a male suitor and pay someone to have breed it. And you get to keep the child and the offspring. So in your guys' case, you have a billy. 
you can look at Herbal Health's kind of data. There's a bevy of third-party analytical tools that can tell you kind of from 1,000 meters to 2,600 meters where she's running best and how she's running best and against what competition. So once you have an idea of like, okay, this is where she's most effective, maybe I should find a colt who's also very effective at that specific race. And maybe we get lucky, you know, and the kid will be kind of a savant at that certain level. You can experiment with it. There's a whole kind of different ways that you kind of look at what you do with your horse and what best route you should take. So we're talking a little bit about sort of the technical aspects of things, but this is also a little bit reminiscent of some of those pets that you could have. It was like digital pets, right? Yeah. So there's this actual possibility of building an emotional connection with a digital, a digital asset. And that seems like a tough, a tough sell, I guess, for the clients that you're dealing with, but you're having some success. We do it with figures in movies and TV, other forms of entertainment. How do you do it at Zed Run with virtual horses? That's a great question. It's amazing like the community like it truly rallies around that connection with your horse because when you're watching your horse and racing and like seeing it like pull ahead of the others, it's like that ownership that NFT technology allows you to have over it, it really brings you closer to to the whole experience. Like it's so fun. Like I'm sure you guys watching purple, what is it? Purple, what is it? Purple rain, purple carry. <laughs> I, can I change the name to Purple Rain? Because that would be pretty dope. But no, it's, it's Purple Elf. I was just watching a, a Princess on 60 Minutes in the Afterlife. He's releasing a new album once per year for like the next thousand years. The dude has so much music. Just a side. Oh my God. Well, there's plenty of horse names for Prince that we should start. We should start, you know, building a stable around future Prince albums. But yeah, I mean, I had completely forgotten what we were saying, but I think it was something emotional connection, I think is, is what I'm asking about. Like, you know, how is this happening and how that people are building yeah. these connections? Well, yeah, when you're invested, number one, it's the investment. So you have like, you know, some financial backing, but you know, aside from you watching this breathing, living horse, winning you, you know, races and you're watching it, you're studying it. It really brings you closer. The NFT technology really takes that, uh, that relationship with tech to the next level, man. I can't tell you how many people I know that have a horse that are getting offered 10 15 eats, some ridiculous prices, and they don't want to give it up because they love their horse. Are you finding people like, or horses in particular, have like a following in communities or on Discord or whatever, like this particular, maybe Purple Elf will start to get, you know, some interest from third parties or just supporters, fans, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. We have, uh, we have some celebrity horses on, on, the, on the platform. There's one named Steph Furry, who kind of took our world by storm. Um, just for those who are, who are new to the pond or new to the, uh, you know, NFT world or Zed run, the Genesis horses are a collection of 36,000 horses that get released from Zed. Those are the only ones you'd be able to buy directly from Zed run. And we name those horses. But the ones that you read, like we were just talking about, they can be named by the community. So that's why you have a horse named uh, Steph Curry, right? And the bred horses, you know, they're amazing racers. Obviously, there are some amazing racers out there. And Steph Curry is one of them. And you see, you know, entire profiles being built around them, stable kind of sponsoring and, and promoting when Step Curry will race. It's really amazing to see kind of the following grow for these horses. And that would be intimidating too. Like, I, I wonder if just a lot of horses don't even want to enter the race when they see Steph Curry is going to be competing. Yeah, I know. I don't. That's for sure. Well, Purple Elf is going to have, have its own special place in the ed edge of NFT brand, I think. Well, I, I think it's clear though, guys, we have to breed her to be able to name like the next one, you know, something. Edge of NFT. <laughs> edge of NFT, yeah. Come on, Eon. Is there an Eon horse? Come on, Purple, yeah, purple Eon. Perfect. 
Perfect. And we got to incorporate him into the logo. <laughs> well, Roman, look, man, I, we know partnerships is, is you know, at the forefront of your mind all the time, man. Like, how are you thinking about partnerships? Does that, uh, how does that relate to sponsorships, in-game content? Like, what's the, the roadmap look like? It seems like it's a world of possibility. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a, it's a, it's a fortunate position because I feel like the product is, is so kind of radioactive the best way. It really drives a narrative of innovation and kind of being at the forefront of, of that next phase, Web 3.0. So for us, we're trying to propel the Zedrun brand and virtually human brand, you know, into the social zeitgeist, into the media, taking the stigma away or really just kind of like the non-commercial aspect of NFTs. So kind of early, early days. And we're, we're trying to be that lever for brands and gaming companies and, and, and really operators alike to really kind of embrace uh, the NFT space and really bring the brand to the forefront of media. That's my goal, right? To bring Zed Run to as many people as possible and, you know, take blue chip brands, partner with them and figure out really creative ways to integrate them with the metaverse. Yeah, man. I mean, are there any that are in the works that you can talk about or anything that's uh, that's happened recently that uh, you could share with our listeners? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you'd be amazed at the the level of intrigue and, and excitement there, there that's coming in. It's like a tidal wave. I'm not sure. I'm sure you guys saw Mark Zuckerberg recently were talk, was talking about kind of his foray into the metaverse. And with so much buzz, there's obviously, there's so much opportunity for us. We're coming off the heels of a partnership with, with Stella Artois and Atari, both partners who we're like super excited about. Now, you know, we've just closed our round of funding, which is very exciting. And it allows us to be a little bit more creative and it gives us a little bit more freedom with kind of the activations we look to, uh, to kind of carry out. So, so much on the roadmap. I mean, it's a gr- if you're listening to this podcast right now, congratulations, like you're still early. <laughs> Zed Run is still in early days. You should be very excited. There is a monstrosity building with the war chest that we have. And uh, it's quite exciting to be part of. Yeah, let me ask about that specifically, man. Like, so you, you raise this round, it's like 20 million, right? Uh, Series A, if I'm not mistaken. So what are the plans with those dollars? I mean, think about that roadmap just beyond even partnerships like you were just talking about. Like, what should we expect to see from Zed Run? Yeah, so I mean, anytime that you have Andreessen Horowitz and the churning group kind of leading the way for an investment round of that size for a blockchain company, you know things are changing. You know that the landscape of technology is really beginning to form and the future is is bright for the space. So you can imagine that level of sophistication, the streamlined kind of, experience and the breadth of, of various features that we'll have on the platform will grow. And it's going to be, it's going to be quite amazing. And I think beyond that, Zedron has been a market validator for a lot of brands and to get a 16 ZTCG involved in the way that they are. And on top of that, get AB and Bev in the space. We've acted as like a signal for the entire space moving forward, kind of what is possible. We're really pushing, pushing the boundaries in a way that, um, a lot of NFT esports haven't yet. So it's, a, it's an exciting place to be. That's really cool. Jeff and I have done a lot of experiential events over the years and my head is running with ideas. We work closely with Bright Moments and it's a physical NFT gallery in Venice, California. They have these fun crypto Venetians that they mint there that are starting to go viral. Everyone wants to get one. Ethan's flying in from Chicago. Theoretically to hang out with me, but I think he just really wants a crypto Venetian. Crypto Venetian. (laughs) Yeah. Don't flatter yourself, Josh. He wants the Venetian. Yeah. (laughs) 
but they'd love to do some kind of event with you guys, maybe even figure out a way to make cigars part of the action in the back area, just because what's live horse racing without cigars, right? Huh, that's awesome. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And it's great to know that you guys are, are thinking big. So we, we started to talk about um, the fact that we're early, people listening early and they're like, wow, I didn't get a Genesis horse. Is it too late to be part of this game? Is is this a, another one of those situations where the value is going to go down now? But what I've seen in NFT gaming is that a lot of the most popular games are just going up, up and away like Axie Infinity and Zed Run. So maybe you can kind of give folks some encouraging words of wisdom on how to get started and what they can do to get into the mix. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anytime you're evaluating any NFT platform that you want to go and dive into, find one you like, find one you generally want to go and learn about. If it's, you know, if it seems too good to be true and you're in it to get rich quick, you know, good luck. I think, you know, we've seen a lot of people kind of go for cash grabs and get burned. So I'd make sure you do your research before you dive into anything seriously. Great. Yeah. I mean, just a reminder, this is not financial advice. We got we to let folks know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, but beyond that, if you are looking to dive into a really amazing platform that's immersive and you can sink your teeth into, Zed Run is the one to go to because it's an experience like no other, man. We're, we're talking about it. I feel like a lot of people who are listening to it are like, damn, well, I wonder what it's like to own an NFT horse. Like, I kind of want to tell people I own one. I can attest it's a fun, it's a fun conversation to have with people. And at first they're a little bewildered and confused. But then they're kind of turned on and they want to figure out how to get one. So the way you get one is you go to Zed.run. There's community guidelines that will help you kind of guide how to purchase your first horse, whether it be from Zed Run on a drop, on there are still Genesis horses uh, left. And then beyond that, on the secondary market, you know, join our Discord. From there, you can learn a lot of different, learn the ropes, as they say. And then for anybody who's new to the, uh, the space, if you create a MetaMask, which is a wallet or any form of a wallet, You'll, you'll end up getting a seed phrase. You should not tell anybody that seed phrase. As soon as you share your key with someone, it's no longer your key, it's theirs. So make sure you're not sharing that seed phrase with anybody and you get off to a clean start because too many times- Unless it's these- Josh, Jeff, or Ethan from Edge of NFT. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I suppose, I suppose. I, w- I would go and say, I would go and say, no, not that, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, unless you truly, truly want to share all of your NFTs. Then, then the foxes will get in the hen house or the horse stabling. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. not a good, good thing. But good there's horses, I think, as low as $150 that you can buy. And, and we talked earlier that one horse sold for as much as 150000 does the breed of horse that you buy impact your ability to get started and, and win some races? Or can you start with one of the lower cost horses and work your way up? Yeah, you can absolutely start with the one of the low, lower cost horses and work your way up. You've seen Buterans who are kind of the most common breed dominated the racetrack. It's really about understanding where your horse runs best. I mean, obviously, if you get a higher end horse, your likelihood of, of really achieving the results that you envision is higher. But if you go out there and race and really understand when and how to race your butyrene for 120 bucks, it's really how you deploy your asset. I mean, I've seen there's Cinderella stories, there's sea biscuits out there that that kill the racetrack. So I mean, $150 to get started in Zed Run is freaking amazing, man. I didn't even realize the horses were going for that. So I'm excited to to check those out actually. <laughs> you gotta get them before Roman to snack. <laughs> yeah, I'm just prices are too fifty plus as we're talking today. Bitcoin is on a run. So um, these prices definitely won't last. Yeah, that's for sure. We're interested in the future of this. We've heard, and, and you can maybe 
to test or not, that Zed Run has been messing around with augmented reality to allow owners to view their horses as if the animals were in the room with them, like teleporting them from a parallel timeline. What's the vision there? And where are you taking things like that? Yeah, AR, VR. I think the collision of AR, VR with NFT can really bring what we view the future and technology to like. That kind of ready player one vision of the future. Once Apple snapped, Microsoft really embraced figure out AR and VR the same way they did with the iPhone or the smartphone. That'll kind of be the next quadrant that we kind of venture into. And we're, you know, here at Virtually Human anticipating that. And we have an AR app for Android right now that's coming out for iOS that allows you to kind of play with your voices and see them out in the world. And we've seen people bring them to the beach. We've seen people bring them to volcanoes and Hawaii and all types of crazy crap. So it's super fun and it gives those horses a new life. They are transporting from a different universe into your home. And it's actually really cool. I, my dad has a, has a Nakamoto horse. I convinced him to buy and, uh, he makes it pop up in the living room and it's like, look, it's like, man, you talk about, you know, fostering a connection with the horse when it's actually like sitting there in the yard. It's like, you really, really get to, uh, close to it in a different way for sure. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get there, but I can imagine, you know, some people like to decorate their houses with, you know, statues of horses or lions or whatever, things like that. I could imagine like a nighttime scene where somebody's got like a digital holographic image of their, you know, a couple of their Zed Run horses on the sides of the driveway or something like that. <laughs> a whole damn stable in the living room. Why not? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we definitely headed that way. And we have a uh, we have plots of land with various metaverses. So, you know, we're bringing that stable ownership to life in a lot of different ways. Very, very cool. Well, I guess it'd be great. You're kind of on the cusp of what's going on in the world of NFTs and, and gaming. Are there any other current or upcoming projects in the space outside of Zed Run to get you jazz personally? Yeah, totally. I have my Apple Watch here with my ape on the back of it right there. So that's a flex for those who know. <laughs> so I love the apes, man. I love the community they've been able to foster and kind of really take a tribal kind of understanding of the way communities work in NFTs and really set that precedent for this profile picture boom that we've seen these generative avatar projects. I love what Artifact is doing. I think Artifact is incredible. You talk about AR and you talk about the technology that they've been able to kind of pioneer. For those that don't know, uh, I first referenced the Board Ape Yacht Club, which is a generative, you know, profile picture project of apes that started out for a couple hundred dollars and now go up to, you know, close to, uh, for hundreds of thousands of dollars. The floor price for an ape right now is like 10 grand. And then Artifact is kind of like the Supreme or the Nike of the metaverse. So they have, they have, they're the fashion brand of, of, they have all these AR sneakers and you can redeem them and for physical sneakers too. And then finally, I also like, I've been really diving into Axie Infinity a little bit. They're play to earn kind of model and that just the sheer folly of what they're doing right now is pretty incredible and shouldn't be ignored. I'm trying to figure it out. It's the only game that's a little bit more complicated than Zed Run in a lot of ways. When you first start out, it's like people are intimidated by Zed Run, but then at the, at the end of the day, it's just horse racing. You enter, you enter your horse, you race it, you watch it, it's fun. With freaking Axie, I'm like, what the is going on? This is insane. Yeah, we're starting to dig in there too and, and figure that out. But yeah, I mean, the Board Ape community has taken on a life of its own. They're having ape events live in person. Like they had one at Bright Moments last week. They have another one coming up. And yeah, who would have known? I saw them sell out and I thought about it as like NFTs of that type. You never know how much of a lifespan they have. And 
Wow, that was one where we should have grabbed some board dates while we could under 10K for sure. I don't know about, about you guys, but this just gets me more and more excited about, about Zed Run and, and what the possibilities are and also to uh, see what we can do with Purple Elf, you know? That's our that's our gravy train right there, guys. Purple Elf, let's get it trending. Hashtag <laughs> Purple Elf, let's go. Sam, man. Make it happen. Well, are we going to show you the first race? Because I think you'll see the potential. She has potential. I saw the potential when I saw her run the first time. So we'll have to watch that race in 3D. For the folks that are listening, go to our YouTube channel and uh, check out that part of the show. Hello, Explorer at the Edge of NFT and many other things, I'm sure. Put down that dish you're watching. Take a quick pause in your run. Grab your phone off the dashboard and pull over. Go to edgeofnft.com slash superworld. Here's why. You're not just a spectator, but someone who wants to dive in and co-create new exciting worlds together with trailblazing leaders like our guests. And the latest, greatest opportunity to do so that you need to know about is in Superworld, an augmented reality virtual world consisting of more than 64 billion virtual land plots mapped geographically to the actual surface of our beautiful home planet Earth. As we speak, bold new pioneers are literally breaking digital ground, snatching up 100 meter by 100 meter plots of virtual NFT-backed land, land which entitles them to a share of all revenues generated on their Superworld plots. This means that as Superworld grows in population and activity, you as virtual landowner can actually earn a share of all advertising, gaming, commerce, analytics, and data associated with your plot. It's pretty cool. If you want to join us in owning a part of this special new world, visit our referral link edgeofnft.com slash superworld to join us in Superworld as a member of the Edge of NFT family. And because we are so very excited to welcome you, every fifth person to join us using this link will receive some really cool Superworld swag, compliments of Superworld and Edge of NFT. Visit edgeofnft.com slash superworld to get started, support the show, and show your enthusiastic appreciation for Superworld, our groundbreaking sponsor. So should we move on to Edge Quick Hitters, guys? Well, Edge Quick Hitters, fun, quick way to get to know you a little better, Roman. 10 questions, and we're looking for just short, single word or few word responses, but feel free to expand if you get the urge, okay? Okay, cool. All right. So number one, what's the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? The first thing I ever remember purchasing in my life would have to be a like Fisher Price night that I used to play with when I when I was very, very young. I remember buying that. So that would be my first physical NFT. Awesome. A Fisher Price knife. Sick. My no, pretty- night. Like that. It was like a knife. Like the night to the round table. I- yeah, like, knife. I thought you said a knife. Oh man, a knife. Yeah. That's even better, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not that. You had an allowance early to get that because a lot of our guests talk about things they purchase later on. So your parents are like, all right, you're on your own. Here you go. Yeah, no, I, I get looked up in the suit fairy. I'll have a spoiled rat. I lose the to go buy oh, toys. It's awesome. Right on. Hey, okay. So number two then, what's the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? I would sell a lot of different things on RuneScape. Uh, which was a game. Some some people are shaking their head like, oh yeah, I remember that game. But yeah, I would sell, it was actually virtual items on RuneScape. I was addicted to buying and selling stuff, which has actually like, helped me in my in my NFT collecting career a lot. I feel like I'm tapping back into the, into the old 
Lumbridge and of Bar- and uh, RuneScape. So yeah, that'll have to be my first sale. That's a great one. Number three, what's the most recent thing you purchased? Oh, get, the most recent thing I purchased, it was a squiggly line from Artblocks. <laughs> Which for those who don't know, like Artblocks is, yeah, it's just, an, it's an NFT art company and they have squiggly lines. I bought a squiggly line for way more money than I cared to ever make. <laughs> Congrats. That's awesome. Now, number four, what's the most recent thing you sold? The most recent thing I sold was a horse. Mm-hmm. A virtual horse, virtual enemy. Right, yeah, clarification. What was that horse's name? <laughs> that, that horse's name was Purple Elf. <laughs> we haven't been had, guys. <laughs> Number five, what's your most prized possession? My most prized possession is my signed autograph picture of Eli Manning. Love that. That would go really nice next to a signed autograph picture of Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't know. I think I really don't. And you know, Tom Brady's coming out with his own NFT company called Autograph, actually. Funny enough. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they'll be a guest on the show soon enough. I mean, honestly, if I, yeah. You know, don't have him follow me because I'll show him up. So I wouldn't want to do that to him. <laughs> Whoa. Actually, I think, I think it'd be great to have you guys on actually together. That would actually be a lot of fun. Yeah, and that'd be great. I'd have, to, I'd have to do my best Eli impression and beat him but we'll see he could put the autograph on the wall like right <laughs> yeah. around you know he's just be really obnoxious and then ultimately like fall victim to his charm and love him at the end of it pretty much yeah and that's pretty much how it'd go how did uh eli versus tom work out career statistics i'm, I'm a little hazy on that i think he's two and oh in the super bowl against tom for career statistic Oh, so. I love this. I've never talked about it. I'm really like t- tapping into my like my like fandom right now. I'm like, yeah, wow. <laughs> well, I started with the Gloucester, like New England journey. Should right. never put it on. Should never put it on. Now you're in the right place. Now there's going to be, I see in our future, a Tom Brady and uh, an Eli Manning horses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay, here's the deal. Eli holds a 3-2 win record over Brady and is the only man who can say he beat Tom in two Super Bowls. That's that's unique. That is definitely unique. <laughs> that is unique. We'll give it to him. We'll just give him that. Just give him that. All right, we're going to climb out of that rabbit hole and go to question number six. If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical, service, and experience that's currently for sale, what would that be? Well, without going too, like, too out of the box here, I'm so in NFT world right now, and I feel like a lot of goals for collectors, flippers, and people who are in the game right now trying to work their way up is to buy a CryptoPunk. I think a CryptoPunk is kind of like the upper echelon of this entire ecosystem. So for me, that would be the purchase that I'd be most excited about. Do you have your eye on one in particular now or a few? Just the floor one, man. I think they're like 50K each. So I'm kind of like, just like, all right, if I can somehow get that much money, I'll, I'll go and buy whichever one's available. Right on. Okay, cool. Question number seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? One of my personality traits. Yes, sir. Oh, man. I guess humor. Like, just like, like, hopefully they're like cool and like laugh at stuff and have a good time. I feel like. Anybody who takes themselves too seriously, especially in this space, it's just pretty lame. So I guess I'd want other people to be kind of, kind of upbeat and fun. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. You suck, Lee. <laughs> Flip side, if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? Oh, like I just like eat everything. Like I feel like I like these, like I have no self-control. Like, 
I need to tap into like some type of self-control and eating healthy and like working out. Any like constru- anything constructive that is anti what I have right now, I would eliminate. So allowing the other generation, what is it, impulsivity? I don't really know the name of the trait, but yeah. I'd want them to be better at structuring and organizing, exercising and eating right. Except when they decide impulsively to buy a horse on, on Zed. No, no, yeah, you should, you should, you know, there's been, you should be <laughs> impulsively buying things and binge purchasing. That's what we like. That's what we like. <laughs> but you know, worst case scenario, you sell it on the open market. Of course. There's always something. Yeah, okay. Question number nine. What did you do just before joining us on the podcast? Well, it's a Monday afternoon. So I checked my open seat, saw that nobody bought any of my NFTs. And I spoke with actually my coworker about kind of the next cool things coming out in Zet. So, you know, just classic Monday, got some meetings, trying to sell some stuff, but it's, yeah, that was what I did. Cool. And last one, question 10, what are you going to do next after the podcast? I'm going to eat dinner with my girlfriend and probably think about all the stupid things I said on camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate it, brother. Now it's, it's been great learning a little bit more about you personally. So thanks for indulging us. Yeah, of course, man. This is awesome. Yeah. You've got to also pass to indulge in your dinner as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What do you say? Some, All right, uh, so hit some hot topics? Yeah, let's hit the hot topics. What topics of the day? First one on the list. Here's a fascinating one. Tell me how a 12-year-old made over $160,000 worth of Ethereum on NFTs. The NFT collection is Weird Whales, a set of pixelated whale icons inspired by a stock image. And the kid is Benjamin Ahmed. He is based out of a London suburb that one of Decrypt's English staffers described as small, quaint, and dull. Fascinating stuff, man. I mean, it's reminiscent of the internet revolution. And they're just, you see these natives, right? We would call them digital natives. Maybe there'll be a new word for the natives of the kind of crypto space and the digital currency and, and ownership space. They're young, they're fresh, they have no pre existing biases and they dive in deep and they hit it big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, this kid's fearless, right? He got pumped by some of the projects that we, I've been talking about in the show, CryptoPunks and Board API Club. And instead of thinking about it and letting fear creep into his bones, he just did it. He just created these weird wheels and um, they just took off virally. So I think it's a testament to what's possible if you just get out there and, and take action. Did you just buy one, Roman? What were you doing? Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know if you guys know the story. I bought one on the drop. I bought multiple on the drop. Oh, wow. Yeah, there was uh, speculation that actually it was a catfish. So what ended up happening was, and it's not, by the way. So Benoit or ben- Benjamin, he released it and it, re- it took the world by fire because everyone loves a good narrative. And it's pretty easy to convince people in the NFT world right now. There's a lot of money you know, actively trying to be spent. So we all bought the whales and the prices of them really astronomically increased. But there were questions about the authenticity of the story. And uh, people did some digging and they found some things that they felt like he actually wasn't 12 years old, that he had all this help and he was actually this like 50 year old dude. And like, he, he, we got rubbed, right? And then about two in the morning, Benjamin, he made a statement and he wrote a bunch of things. I think he made and recorded a YouTube video and it came out that he was actually authentic. So then the price went from like down the gunner and like freaking went crazy. And it was awesome. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the project. I love the whales. I think they're neat. They're fun. I love a good story. 
they have kind of this weird kind of crypto aesthetic that I really do like. So I'm excited to kind of follow him in his career, man. I'll, I'll freaking fearless. It's right, dude. I, I, I love that. And how did you hear about the project? That's wild because you're in it from the very jump. Roman's more at the edge of NFT than we are, guys. <laughs> yeah. We're at the edge. I'm at the bottom. <laughs> bottom. He's scraping the bottom. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, please help. I've been we were recording some podcasts while Roman was out fishing for the newest NFTs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's the story you're about to say? No, there's really no story to your just just kind of being on Twitter a lot and uh tracking some of the better influencers out there and understanding. I mean, that narrative kind of did take up pretty quickly. So it was everywhere for that. I think it was last Monday night. Actually, it was a week, exactly a week ago. So it was cool, man. These things are razor thin, man. They happen one day and it forgets the next. So just for, for our interest, if you, are there any Twitter people you follow you'd mentioned that are, that you think are? Yeah. So at Roman Cerrone is an amazing one that you can nice. start out with. Interesting. Yeah, no, but that's me. I mean, I can think about random, random stuff, but it's mainly Zed Run and some stuff going in. Josh Ong is an amazing guy. He has like, couple thousand followers. There's a guy named Beanie, Drew. Beanie, his name is, there's another one named Drew Ventures. And at AJT, Alexander Tom, that's like my squad. And uh, and Ja Rule as well. He he, he tweets about it. It's, it's kind of weird. He's all over it. So I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. But those are the ones I follow. Well, let's hit the next one on the chopping block here. So in LA real estate first, houses accept buyers Bitcoin and display NFT art. In high-end contemporary listings, developers and brokers are experimenting with accepting cryptocurrency as payment and showcasing blockchain-authenticated digital art. And where else but Los Angeles, a perfect place to get things started. Josh, have you been looking at any real estate that has some NFTs added to it there in Venice? I don't know. It's hard enough to get real estate without NFTs added to it in Venice. I've been, I've been looking at the market for years. And uh, it just goes up, but there's a lot of conversation about whether or not we're in a, in a real estate bubble in particular in LA. This is fascinating. I, I just think pretty amazing, breathtaking views of the Palazzo de Vista in Bel Air may seem worth like 87.77 million it's listed for. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. We've been tracking Superworld, which is sponsoring the show. And I think what's interesting to watch there too is uh, they've started to have an overlay of the map, right? You, you can buy plots of virtual land, but you can also see where people are putting NFTs, right? Or, or at least placing their digital or augmented reality art work. And I think it's just an interesting space to watch. If you want to dive in, if you feel like you can take the risk, certainly people can get involved. But it's also, there's places where you can watch the trends, you know, like, like Roman is talking about, and maybe you get, a, you get, feel like you've done a little bit more due diligence before you, you dive into stuff like this. And I think Superworld's an interesting place to see where people are active, at least with digital art and where they're placing it geographically. Oh, what's sweet too is like Superworld or, you know, some of the other augmented worlds is like, if you were showing your place, for example, and I love this use case, every few episodes, we talk about something related to the real estate world. But you, you can literally give somebody your phone in that moment and show them all the digital assets that you have in your house. And I think it's pretty cool. And there's, there's some really like dope stuff out there that people would appreciate, I think. So it's a really nice real world application that doesn't require somebody to know anything about crypto really to appreciate it. So I like it. Yeah. And I can think about folks adjusting the NFTs on the wall based on who they're showing the property to, to try to match the ambiance, the aesthetic, the thing that's going to sell the real estate the most. 
So I'm just getting inspired here, looking through this article in the Hollywood Reporter that we've that we've mentioned here. It's giving a picture of a tree in the courtyard, interior courtyard with an olive tree at 1108 Wallace Ridge in Beverly Hills. What if you had an NFT tree, a digital piece of breathing art, right? Like as we've as we've mentioned, that grows over time, and maybe it even it's a money tree that drops digital currency. <laughs> to people in the vicinity at uh, randomized points in time. The creativity is only measured by, you know, what you can imagine. Let's hit the next article here. So next one is Next Tech uh, is going to launch an augmented reality NFT hologram creator platform. Why not? We're seeing over and over again that this phase of NFTs is just melding very cleanly into this augmented reality, virtual reality. XR kind of world, right? Dude, holograms, I'm in. Let's go. NFT holograms, man. You know, so much of this is like built around the, the creation of digital art, the actual tools that are used to create this art. And you think of like some of the sexiness of, of like NBA Top Shot and whatnot, it's it's about design that it's a, an NFT is how they deployed it. But, but really that's just like sexy design and holograms. I mean, it doesn't get any sexier to me. And you think about layering that under your world, the augmented world or there's a lot of hardware you know coming out that will enable you know us to use holograms so once you layer that on top of nft platforms like dude sky's the limit i mean it's crazy to think about what can happen on that front yeah i think that people have been talking about when is the year of ar vr for a long time but when there's financial incentives around sort of experiencing an nft game in a different way or buying something, selling something, and adding that hologram layer. Maybe that's like the secret sauce that's been missing. What do you think, Roman? Yeah, I think that, as mentioned earlier, it's going to it's gonna take time. I think it takes these massive kind of tech companies, the big tech to really embrace kind of what the rogue tech was doing, right? Because like we're the pioneers are the ones kind of without the corporate investors or the ones who are experimenting and are in the basement really testing the parameters of what's possible. And then once that corporate adoption comes, that global kind of that global, yeah, that global kind of embrace will follow. So, I mean, I think anything to do with holograms, AR, VR, NFTs is kind of you know the small cogs of, of kind of how we'll experience technology, education, and and kind of infrastructure moving forward for sure. Yeah, and just a little more details from the article: AR enhanced video conferencing and virtual events today revealed plans to launch its NFT hologram creator platform. The creator platform will leverage a company's human hologram creator platform, HoloX, which is expected to launch in the third quarter. Once launched, customers will have the ability to seamlessly experience its digital collectibles in augmented reality. Just the, the, the last thing I would say on this is when we talk AR, I think it's easy to kind of imagine I got to have some weird kind of headset on in order to even experience that. And that can seem exciting, but a little bit onerous, right? How long am I going to wear that headset so that I can see everything or how long I'm going to hold my phone up just to experience AR when I can just sort of live in the real world and rest my arms a little bit or something. But having holograms be a part of AR, I think, you know, makes it a lot more fun and makes it seem a lot more, you know, to to use an ironic term, realistic, right? Realistic that, you know, you can experience AR with holograms much more easily than if you're using some sort of device that you have to engage with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Amazing stuff. 
Roman, it's been great having you on, man. This has been like so much fun. And we learned a lot more about Zed Run and what we need to do with our prized horse, Purple Elf, everybody. Purple Elf. <laughs> so yeah, we'd love to stay in touch and continue to learn more about what you have in store uh, for all of us followers of Zed Run. Meantime, where can uh, our listeners go to follow you and, and stay abreast of what you're up to? Yeah. Thank you guys. This was so much fun. I really appreciate all the things you guys do for the, the NFT community and, and your passion and voice is definitely appreciated and, and as contributors to the metaverse. So, so thank you. And you can find more about Zedron at Zed.run. You can follow us at, at Zed underscore run. You can follow me at uh, Roman Cerrone on Twitter. Our socials are also all listed on our website. So if you have any questions, feel free to DM me or anyone part of the team. We're always really kind of encouraging newbies to ask questions and get involved because once you start, it's hard to stop and it's really a fun thing to get involved in. And you mentioned that you're going to be doing a giveaway for our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be giving away $150 in wrapped Ethereum to anyone who likes, shares, and follows the Edge of NFT podcast. You guys can get give more details, make sure I'm like getting the handles right. And then obviously at said underscore run. So definitely a little starter pack to get started. Maybe get one of those floor horses and, and race against Purple Elf. We get Blue Elf, Silver Elf, Yellow Elf, Red Elf. Who knows? I mean, it's, there's probably a whole whole squad of elves out there. But uh, yeah, it'll it'll help you get started and get your hand, get your hooves on the track. Beautiful. We appreciate it, man. Well, we've reached the outer limits at the edge of NFT for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something cool, then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Got guests you want to see on the episode? Questions for hosts or guests? An NFT you'd like us to review? Drop us a line at contact at edgeofnft.com or tweet at us at edgeofnft. Lastly, be sure to tune in next week for some more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today.